Star Wars 7x7, episode 708. Today, it is another episode in our Star Wars Rebels briefing series, and we are looking at Season 1, Episode 2. This is Fighter Flight, not Fight or Flight. That's F-I-G-H-T-E-R, Flight. And we'll tell you all about the specific fighter that's flying, along with anything else that you really need to know from this episode. Punch it, Chewie. No traps. No moisture. No committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 Podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and the fact of the matter is, is that there's not a heck of a lot to dive into with this one. It's a very lighthearted episode. It is not really advancing the larger story of Star Wars Rebels. It is just a character development situation. The gist is this, very briefly. Ezra and Zeb are not getting along, and they're ticking off everybody on the ghosts, so Hera sends them off on a supply run together to get them away from the ghost and get some peace and quiet. So they go into a local town, and instead of just getting the supplies, they get into trouble. There's some rare fruit that they're supposed to try and find, and it's supposed to keep them out longer, but turns out they actually find it, but the Empire has a whole crate of them, and so naturally they have to go after the Empire to try and get it, which of course causes all sorts of issues. And they end up stealing a TIE fighter in the process of all the shenanigans, which is where the title of the episode comes from. Now, one of the cool things about this episode is that, do you remember, and this is for the toy collector folks out there, I don't know if you remember, I think this was a Sears exclusive, a little Imperial Troop Transport thing, which had six on the sides, on the outside, six places to hold action figures, three on each side, so you would put the stormtroopers in the little slots on the outside, and then there was a prisoner compartment that opened up where you'd just throw your action figures in the back of the thing. And they basically just made this vehicle up. Like, it never appeared in any of the movies or anything like that. But the folks at Rebels decided to make it a legit thing. And so they included it in their cartoon series, which was really kind of funny. Although they used the outside slots as the prisoner slots. And they have troops riding on the inside. They reversed that functionality. Also, in a throwback to the original trilogy, we get a Dejaric table and Kanan and Chopper playing while all the kids are gone, as Hera puts it. And apparently, Kanan does not pull the arms out of people's sockets when he loses, so Chopper is able to play with impunity. And I swear, I still have moments where I feel like they're riffing on Aladdin from time to time. There's a shot where Ezra is standing on top of one of these troop transports and he's got the Maloran fruit that they've been seeking after. And three stormtroopers end up seeing him on top of this troop transport and he's kind of like, eh, you know, I've got the fruit. And it just reminds me of that musical scene toward the beginning where <laughs> Aladdin has the fruit and he's like, just a little snack, guys. And the, uh, you know, the soldiers are down there, like, trying to shake him off the scaffolding. And there is a bit of a resemblance between Ezra and Aladdin, just my opinion. I'd love to hear what yours is, if you think they look similar at all, or if you've seen any things that kind of remind you of Aladdin within Star Wars Rebels. Chime in at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. And in the episode, we also get to see Ezra starting to work on his force powers. He starts by trying to levitate a bull, but Chopper plays a trick on him and actually makes him think he's levitating a bull when really he's got one of his appendages raising the bull, which is kind of a funny little thing. And later on, he tries to see if he can levitate a Maloran fruit out of a container before they actually have to go and get involved with the Imperials, but can't do it, and Zeb makes fun of him for it. 
And lastly, there's a moment where they're flying in the TIE fighter and there's all sorts of fruit and stuff smeared across the canopy or across the uh, the window out front, I should say. And they can't quite see, but Ezra has a moment saying, we have to turn, we have to turn. And even though they've been fighting over the controls, which of course makes for other, you know... Uh, slapsticky things to happen. Uh, this time, he actually just yanks it and is able to steer them away from crashing into one of the local huts on Lothal. And when Zeb asks Ezra how Ezra knew that they were about to crash into something, he says, I don't know. I just knew. So, yeah, that intuition is starting to develop, and it seems like as long as he's not thinking about it, that's when he can do it. But it's when he's thinking about it that it's not coming just yet, which is very well scripted out I would say it's very well done as far as showing a Padawan's journey so good on you Rebels folks for that Anyway, like I said, this is a very lighthearted episode. It's more about getting Ezra and Zeb to bond than anything else. It's not actually advancing the story of Star Wars Rebels. We don't get any of the major Imperial players in there like Agent Callus or the Grand Inquisitor or anything like that. We just get, you know, one uh, one officer and a few stormtroopers, and that's about it. And, yeah, nothing major happens otherwise. So still an amusing, lighthearted episode and not a bad thing to have. And, yeah, I guess I would have liked something a little bit more substantial for the early going of the whole thing. But, eh, you know, that's all right. But that will do it for this Rebels briefing. And next week we're going to cover Rise of the Old Masters, which definitely has some meat on its bones. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, let's do trivia before we get out of here. Get ready! Okay, for what? Last time we asked you how many Stormtroopers Poe Dameron shot while he was on Jakku, and that's five, three of them with his own blaster rifle, two of them with the cannon that popped out of the bottom of his X-Wing fighter. Today's question, how does Kylo Ren arrive on Jakku? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you take any awful risks with homing beacons, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not an easy escape, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it.